Hello everybody, hello Veskas. Today we have a very special guest from our strategic partner. Is it Zero Vix or is it Ovix? Pronounced Ovix. Ovix. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Zero Vix, yeah. Nice. Um yep, everyone, do you have questions? If you do, please go over to the Ovix AMA questions channel and drop your questions in there because the team is going to choose the three best questions and the three best questions are going to get 50 USDC. And so don't leave until the AMA is over. The winners are going to be picked at the end. And also I'm very sure that you're extremely excited to hear about Ovix and uh, how uh, Saeed and I, we at VESC, love what they're doing. And also, I'm sure you're looking forward to some of the alpha, sweet, sweet alpha that everybody's going to drop in this session. Uh, it, and make sure that you ask for it <laughs> later on. Um, yeah, so we would also love for you to verbally ask your questions as well. We will give you this opportunity at the end uh, later on. And so, yep, just raise your hand and we'll have you on stage to ask your questions. So now let's, uh, let's get started. Let, let's kick off with some introductions. Um, so how, how should we address you and what are your roles in OVIX? Yeah, so actually, before we get started, looks like uh, Daniela, our head of uh, investment is, and research, is also available to join this, uh, this call after all. So all right. if, if you could invite him on stage, he's uh, Pesto Popper. Pesto Popper? Oh, yeah. He must love pesto, then. <laughs> Wait, did I? Yes, I did. I very much love pesto. <laughs> Good to Okay, so, so yeah, I guess I, I can get started and break the ice a bit, and then uh, I can pass it to, to Remy and Daniela. Uh, so, yeah, hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Larry. Um, I've been with Dogvix pretty much since the beginning, and then prior to that with, with the GoGo protocol. Again, pretty much since the, the beginning or the launch of the platform. Um, I am a, I don't know how to call my role really. I guess probably the best description would be a bit of a, a technical product manager. So so I'm very much a developer at heart. Um, but with the launch of Orvix, I've been trying to, to kind of like make a better sense of the requirements and uh, plan a bit of a uh, roadmap ahead of us from in terms of, uh, uh, of the deliveries. Um, yeah, so that's, that's where I am really. Awesome, awesome stuff. Daniela, do you want to go next? Yeah, yeah I'll go next. Um, so uh, I'm Daniela. I'm a head of a research investment. Uh, I have multiple uh, roles in the company. Uh, on the research side, I am uh, uh, developing and managing um, the uh, quantitative metrics for risk assessment on uh, on the Ovix platform. Um, some of the people attending may have seen, like we dropped a research paper uh, last month um, assessing, uh, developing quantitative metrics for how to assign certain very important protocol parameters that our money market needs to have, such as liquidation incentives and liquidation LTV and whatnot. Um, so I'm, you know, I, 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 I'm developing and, and managing uh, this uh, big single layer that we have internally of the entire protocol, um, where we experiment with how users behave on. 
Um, and then on the uh, on the investment side, I work very closely with Remy to uh, uh, generate um, uh, uh, strategies at the intersection of Ovix and GoGo. But I don't want to say too much here because because I want I think Remy should should take take this one on. Yeah, thanks. So yeah, I go by Remy. I've uh, been around since uh, I think 2017, so I got completely wrecked. And I've been farming yields and having fun and just surviving in the shitcoin market. And now I recently joined Ovix to do, uh, yeah, to help build strategies for farming and all those kinds of things. So yeah, good fun. All right. So let's have, let's have a fun question before we begin everything. Um, what's your most memorable food experience? A recent one. Wow. Uh, most memorable food experience. Recent. It has to be recent. Yeah. Um, I am going to go with uh, uh, um, fishing and grilling Arctic char in Lapland, like right on like an ice lake. Uh, that was pretty, pretty intense. I can't help that, guys. He, he yeah. ruined, it. <laughs> ruined it for the rest of us. <laughs> uh, for me, it's probably... Uh, probably last time I've been to India, which was actually just before the pandemic, so not so recent. Um, and I remember I went to this uh, restaurant in Mumbai, and then my friend who um, who lives there, he kind of like took charge of uh, ordering. So he ordered something, there was like this massive platter of food that came for uh, mm -hmm. four person. Um, we ate it, and then I was absolutely stuffed, and then the waiter came, uh, came around and just asked, are you guys ready for mains? <laughs> um, so yeah, that was, that was pretty good. Oh, I'd have to think of like a recent barbecue I had. So my friend had a birthday and I bought like this massive chunk of meat it was like a few hundred grams. I don't remember how much, but uh, yeah, we just grilled that for like five hours and then uh, we were uh, at midnight. We finally ate it and then everyone left. It was beautiful grilling. <laughs> yeah, barbecues are the best. For sure. All right. They just, they just, they're just so real. <laughs> Especially on on an icy lake, right? Well, yeah. Although it's like <laughs> the first it, it, the the first time I saw when I saw like uh because I was a group of people and I wasn't responsible for making the fire. Um, the first time you see a fire in ice lake, some like something weird rings inside your head. Like this is off. There's something really off about making a fire in ice lake, but it's possible. And I hope it's uh it's very safe as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, like the ice is like super thick, and then they put like a layer of aluminum below it that like reflects all the infrared. Um, I mean, it still conducts heat, but like the ice is just so thick that you know, for the time that you're gonna grill like a, a fish, it's not that big of a deal. All right, very cool. Thank you so much for sharing those stories, everyone. Um, so let's get down to uh, to the nitty gritty, and let's get talking about Ovix. So. Can you guys tell us the story of how Ovix came to be and, you know, especially what problem um, it is attempting to solve? So uh, we should, I think Larry should take his first since he's like the most senior one of the three present. Yeah, yeah, I can set, set up the stage a bit and then uh, you guys can, can put in the missing links. So um, how did Ovix come about? So obviously we started with the Gregor Protocol. We went live with it um, at a point in early December, I think. 
that's what, the, what our very first version is by no means the, the final product, right? Uh, but nonetheless, uh, we went live with it. Um, actually, I think we got a pretty good community response from it, not just in terms of, of community members, but also, uh, if I remember correctly, sometime in, in March, we got um, um, above 10 million in TVL, which is pretty good for, for, for a new product, right? So in doing so, um, not only our network increased, but we also kind of started to, to uh, get closer and closer with, with the Polygon guys. Um, and with developing the Gogo protocol, which is all aimed at, you know, providing um, normies with a, an easy access to, to the DeFi markets, we quickly spotted a missing link in this entire story, right? And the entire and the missing link was, okay, fine, we got this product that users can access. How do we actually go about sorting the yields on Polygon, right? So at that time, there wasn't a clear way um, for us. Uh, sourcing these yields. Obviously, there was uh, Aave in there, but Aave was just kind of like tapering off the, the massive rewards, and it was all in a bit of a, in a, uh, you know, a weird state. Um, we thought, okay, there's nothing available in there. There's, there's a missing market. How about we just don't do it, basically? Um, and the guys at uh, Square Labs as well kind of like really laid this idea. And they 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 got behind it somehow, and um, uh, they, they provided the input on the research and things. So it kind of like made up a very very, very good connection in there. So the idea, the initial idea was, yeah, I'm just going to build up this lending and borrowing marketplace on Polygon that needs to the Polygon um, ecosystem, and then that all the other apps uh, within Polygon can start using it and and, and building on top of it. Um, and from this very basic idea, we started thinking, okay, fine, let's we got the product. How can we think about improving it and how do we enrich it? And that's where we came about the, the, the VE model, right? And we, we think that that would be a pretty good, pretty good addition to, um, to the protocol in terms of building the community, in terms of building transparency, and then especially sharing some, some revenue across all the, the, the adopters as well and the, the pan protocols so yeah i would say that's kind of the story in a nutshell um this is again just a very very basic plan and kind of what our um, b1 is based upon uh there's a whole set of things we've got planned for um for v2 and uh, after that and perhaps daniela or remy you can add on top of that yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll pick up from from V tokenomics. Uh, so uh, not only was it like obviously it's like it's you know it's clearly like the like the, the like the hot tokenomics model right now, but um, uh, from a more practical perspective, we wanted uh, um, we wanted to introduce uh, um, like some some utility operation for 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 the token on day one to direct the um, the the. the um, the liquidity mining issuance uh, to the users uh, to the users on the platform, um, and effectively give us some time to uh, fully build um, a protocol-owned uh, uh, treasury fund that then would kind of like you know like further uh, cement the, the 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 utility of the token uh, on on our platform. I mean, you guys at Vesk uh, know very much about protocol-owned liquidity, um, and but we don't we didn't want to go like. Like, like the full like you know like like Olympus fork uh, uh, route where you have the like algorithmic bonding that can change in perpetuity. We wanted we we want to we want to take it a little by little. Um, um, name, name, namely the fact that like we're building this money market, we we see a lot of opportunity to generate um, 
quote unquote business revenue, protocol revenue uh, from money market activities. Um, there's a number of them ranging from, uh, you know, uh, uh, how you process liquidations to uh, offering um, um, uh, fixed interest rates to uh, interfacing with GoGo because that's that's really the, the center. There's a very strong synergy there. You have this like DeFi for Dummies platform uh, like meets uh, meets a money market and you can kind of like leverage the two together. And uh, obviously, since the dev teams are really, really, um, you know, like it's 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 like the same it's like the same group of people right we're really close contact with each other so we can we can very much direct um uh, like a, a product deployment um in a, in a synergistic way across both both platforms um and uh and yeah so uh we're really excited about this and uh um looking to set the stage with with uh, uh the all the great partnerships that we're uh, onboarding uh, as as a result of the process especially like the experience that they bring um, yeah, I'm sure that everybody here is very familiar with the VE model, the vote escrow model, but um, it seems like every different, like different projects, they have different implementations of it. So, so what is, uh, what, do, what is OVIX going to, to do with the uh, VE model? Like what yeah, so in maybe particular, I can, how does it operate? Yeah, maybe, sorry, uh, maybe I can take this and then again, Daniela and Remy, feel free to, to add on top of what, whatever I'm saying. Um, okay, so so what 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 does the V model mean in our case specifically, right? So as users um, both supply and borrow assets from the market, um, they will receive not only uh, the interest rates that the market um, calculates, but also uh, extra incentives in the form of uh, VIX tokens, which is going to be the native protocol token. Right. Uh, with this token that they will receive, um, they can then go ahead and lock it for a period of up to four years. There's a very, very big distinction here. Uh, I'm specifically using locking, not staking. Um, um, so yeah, so they will lock this for four years and they will get vote escrowed big tokens in return that are non-transferable, right? And with these vote escrowed tokens, they can do um, two things or three things rather. They can uh, first and foremost vote on the emission percentages across the different assets supplied in the market. So, for example, if they mainly deal in the um, Matic market, they would uh, naturally just vote for Matic market receiving a uh, higher amount of incentives compared to the other markets. This voting happens once every seven um, days. Uh, they can also vote on standard governance um, re requests, things like. This could vary, right? It's a very, very broad term. It could vary from onboarding a new asset to uh, perhaps changing protocol parameters to uh, all sorts of things around the, uh, um, the, the governance of the protocol itself. And then uh, lastly, um, what we're also kind of debating and trying to come up with a model for, it may be the opportunity for uh, VIX um, uh, token holders perhaps also tap into the revenues of the protocol itself. Um, and that could either be new, like what Tani was touching upon earlier, it could even be from, from, from liquidations or, or all, all the other aspects where the protocol um, generates revenue. Yep. Um, so for VE tokenomics, right, um, is there any mechanism in place to prevent like vampire attacks? Um, because like, you know, I'm sure that with V tokenomics, people are able to bribe your your uh, voters to do certain things, right? 
and uh, we, we've seen with the situation in in Phantom with Solidly, um, uh, where people just put like, uh, you know, like random tokens and just to farm the uh, the reward token. So have you guys uh, thought about like how to prevent something like this from happening to Ovix? Um, so from I'll, I'll, I'll take a stab here, Larry. You can come in and chime in more on a technical level if you want. Um, so uh, we as, as a platform, we're hoping to attract uh, um, uh, a, a lot of of of, of big investor interest uh, for for this money mark for our money markets. Um, so to answer your question, uh, there is like a direct like magic formula to uh, prohibit that from uh, from happening. Uh, we're obviously uh, like e you know easing into it. Um, for example, like right off the start, like it, um, the uh, the VVIX users won't be able to vote for the full dis uh, percentage distribution of the um, uh, of liquidity mining rewards. I believe that we start off with uh, with with like thirty percent or so. Larry, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, um and um and so and then we'll take it from there so we we kind of want to see we kind of want to ease into the the the, the full-blown uh v tokenomics model uh but um i think that between uh, our, our gradual conservative approach on on our end in terms of deployments and uh, and the entities that we expect uh to to come onto our platform um i think that we should be relatively covered Yeah, yeah. Um, can you tell us like about your uh your plans for distribution of the uh, VIX token, or is it OVIX or or VIX token? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's the VIX token. It's the VIX token. Uh, yeah, we 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 can't disclose uh, um <laughs> the, uh, the numbers unfortunately uh, yet. Obviously, they will. Everything will be disclosed before before token launch. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're still you know there's there's still there's still a lot of uh. Uh, fine-tuning behind the scenes that isn't fully uh, um, uh, solidified in terms in terms of issuance numbers. That's why I mean we were we're public beta, but the the native token hasn't launched yet because we want to get it right. And uh, we're we're doing a lot of uh, um, uh, a, a lot of discussions with uh, uh, among ourselves and and running models. There's also you know like uh, you know like obviously it's as as a protocol like you're, you're gonna have you're gonna have team tokens, and uh, we're trying to understand like you know like that team tokens like how long like you know like how long they would be vesting for, and by the time they're fully vested, what kind of proportion of the token should be owned by the market by the time that happens. So there's a lot of discussions on what the, the precise numbers will be, and I can't really disclose anything, but nothing is final yet on that front anyways. So it wouldn't really make sense for me to disclose anything, but obviously everything will be disclosed before the token launch. Mm -hmm. uh, on behalf of everyone that's listening, um, are there going to be any whitelist opportunities for people to get into, uh, you know, like, pre-sales of VIX token? Um, uh, I mean, well, there's definitely going to be an airdrop. I'll tell you that much. It's like, it's been floated around. It's no secrets. Uh, I can, again, there, I can't tell you the mechanics, but obviously like we'll, we'll be, we'll, we'll be, we're, uh, um, we're, 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 I mean, the, internally we have, we, we have the, 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 the mechanic mostly fleshed out, even though it's still confidential, mm -hmm. uh, in terms of like the, uh, uh, snapshots, that's super confidential, but the plan is obviously to reward, uh, um, to reward user participation uh, on 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 uh, on both the Obix platform uh, and and the Gogo and the Gogo platform in terms of like because we have you know we 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 really want to uh, you know it's important to to uh, preserve the community that 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 one has already built up around their products. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so if I understand this correctly um, from what I've seen, uh, holders of GoGo will get an airdrop. Um, early adopters of the uh, Ovix, Ovix platform will get airdrops. Um, the people that are helping to test out and you know give feedback and all that uh, will be rewarded with airdrops uh, of the VIX token as well, right? Or something like that. I yeah, yeah, something like that. Like uh, I would, I would also add that uh, in terms of like the uh, early um, uh, VIX adopters, uh, VIX users, uh, we distinguish among different categories of early VIX users. Um, so it's because it, not all early VIX users are the same. You know, like it's like uh, so. There's there's some distinctions there, which we'll 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 clarify very soon. Okay. Yeah, I, I think like you guys are looking to uh, onboard the most helpful, most. Uh, uh, people who contribute the most to the development of the project, I, I believe. Uh, yeah, and also, and also, once once the token once the, once the token launches, uh, also uh, people like who uh, you know, like the, the, like the er, like the early uh, participant, like active participants in the V tokenomics and the and any governance process. That's going to be the, the you know, like those those people matter to us also because like even though they're just users of the platform, they're giving us very valuable feedback on. On how the platform behaves to you know you know user interest in in the various uh, uh, um, like V tokenomics and governance propositions. Yeah, and if if you can uh, actually get more of your tokens in the hands of uh, community members who have already demonstrated their commitment, um, as well as uh, the uh, uh, the uh, aligning themselves with your uh, values, I think that will go a long way with. Uh, uh, you know, keeping your uh, your your project clean from any kind of vampire attacks and all that. Um. Okay. I I think. Yep. Um. The your roadmap is very impressive. Like just looking at your meet the first medium article, we will see, uh, that you are aiming to be like to hold billions in your protocol. And so, yeah, I have to ask a very important question of how are you protecting your users from hacks and uh, other exploits, um, you know, like similar to the one that we, we see this morning with one stable coin um, going uh, unpegging and uh, yeah, causing a lot of uh, liquidations and all that. So uh, is Ovix doing anything to secure your smart contracts and also... Um, uh, in terms of volatile markets, what are you doing to protect your in your uh, users? Yeah, so uh, very good question, and I, I think you kind of like touched on two separate aspects of it. So uh, the the first one would be what do we do about smart contracts, and and the answer in there is pretty simple, right? We've obviously we're a compound fork, um, and we've seen quite a few. Uh, different issues with compound fork in, the, in compound forks in the past. First and foremost, we are monitoring these. Uh, and I think we're actually pretty good at it and spotting them as they happen. Uh, but obviously we've got a, a, a pretty good uh, lineup of auditors, I would say as well. Uh, so we've announced the full audit um, report yesterday. If you have had a chance to check it out, it's, it's public on our um, landing page as well. And then today, I think we have announced or we will announce our, our tech shield audit as well. Uh, and there's a, a few others that will be made public in the coming weeks. So, so we take that pretty seriously. Uh, mm -hmm. We've had, I think, if I'm not wrong, we've had probably around five 
um, um, audits already looking in, into this, and, and there's a few more lined up as well. Um, so that's on the smart contract side of things. Uh, as we've already mentioned, we're taking a, a conservative approach to to launching, so we're not going all out. Or everything's public, and you know people can start uh, using it and, and then finding finding issues. But we're rather kind of like easing into the market and trying to preempt any sort of issue that we see early on and and, and solve it ASAP. Um, there's also on the other the other the other hand, which is kind of like more related to what we're seeing currently is. Uh, what's happening um, from a market risk uh, perspective with our protocol. And then in there, um, uh, again, Daniel has already mentioned this, we published a, a market uh, research paper. Uh, that's kind of like our guiding Bible, if you wish, right? We kind of do everything that we do on the project from a, an economics perspective is based on that paper from, uh, you know, collateral factors, uh, liquidity incentives, liquidity rates, and, and so on. Everything is kind of like, based on that, um, and that paper is based on simulating the protocols with a thousand different, uh, with thousands of different uh, addresses and, 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 and different um, asset balances in them and whatnot. So we're trying to take things as serious as it gets. Uh, you know, we are certainly not just building something and releasing it in the market without thinking about con consequences. Um, we're trying to be pretty serious about them. And if I could add one more thing, um, um... And this work is, is like is continuously ongoing uh, because mm -hmm. um, like there's there's different levels of the kind of uh, uh, the kind of market volatility and market risk that needs to be assessed on the platform. So, for example, like right off the bat, I mean, we're a lending market. So like uh, it's super crucial to nail the protocol parameters down. Right. Like if and, and obviously we're going to be launching with uh, with a blue chip, with trusted blue chip assets. Uh, but we need to establish a risk framework for for these assets such that then it can be applied to other newer assets. Um, mm. And and also and also understand conversely, it's also really important to understand where the methodology uh, uh, cannot be relied upon. And and this should give us information about what assets we can or cannot um, uh, onboard onto the platform. Uh, but as time goes by, then there's other levels of of, of uh, other aspects that are super important. Like for example, we talked about vtokenomics. Um, uh, and uh, we talk about vtokenomics and it's like, like the feedback effects uh, um, and the feedback incentives that happen on the platform, like how will users respond uh, to them? And so in that respect, we're, 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 uh, um, we're upgrading our simulator to, to include uh, 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 smart agents using the platform. So effectively, like we train uh, individual agents that kind of behave like archetypes of users. Obviously, there's no way to predict how specific humans behave, but like, you know, like you can, you can, you can kind of construct categories of different types of users on the platform and create and and train a, a, um, an intelligent agent to to somewhat behave like that art like that archetype of users on some time scale which typically uh it, like obviously won't be super 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 long uh but like like on, on some sort of time scale become it becomes more valid um and you know all these things are super important to 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 assess and move forward not just to adapt to, to like onboard assets and uh, and decide obviously like initial initial protocol parameters for new assets, but also in the case of like future upgrades to the protocol, like obviously like the the um, 
the governance participants are going to vote on any on any future future upgrade. But we want to have like in-house metrics that we can kind of like offer the governance participants to kind of like make their make an informed decision. Uh, because yes, it's true that best practices are super important uh, in crypto, uh, especially, uh, especially in crypto. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we 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 we, um, we believe that like it's important to have like quantitative frameworks for for addressing uh, um, you know upgrades. For example, uh, and then third and lastly, to also offer products for users, uh, like from a, from like the for, to, to like like to better the user experience down the road. We'd like we'd love to introduce like like risk dashboards that go beyond just like your simple health factor. Like everybody that's used a money market like is aware of like their health factor, right? Like that's like the the catch-all number that one looks at to to uh, uh, to qualify to qualify their risk. But the health factor is a really static number. It doesn't consider it doesn't consider a dynamically moving environment. Um, um, and so, uh, like we, we want to be able to like offer like more, uh, like to expand the arsenal, like the, the, the bag of metrics that either, even users can tap into, to assess what kind of risk they're, they're getting their portfolio positions in. Uh, that does sound like, uh, product is going to be pretty, um, pretty fleshed out, like pretty complex and. Well, the product user is user friendly, like, also, useful as well. Right. Yeah. I would say user friendly. User friendly for sure. That's like one of our like mantras is user user friendliness. Um, but um, uh, the the product itself should be should be simple and not too complex, right? Like you don't want to introduce like like crazy layer like like attack surfaces or or vulnerability surfaces on the protocol. That's what Larry was just saying before that like you know we're ultimately like a like a compound fork. So in that sense, we also follow like a best practices approach. Like you know yes, you can write smart contracts from scratch. I mean ideally, if you can fork something that works and potentially modify that and get it audited, is 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 a little better in terms of just like a best practices approach. But then on top of that, we also want to like stress test our system and see like, where do things break? Where can we expect them to break? So for example, in our research paper, we, we literally go into, into we, we, like, we, we, we run uh, like price dynamics for, for the assets with like crazy high volatilities to see, to see at what, look for what set of protocol parameters can we like actually generate under collateralized users? And for the record, you don't want under collateralized users at any point on a crypto lending market, right? Uh, like you want, you want the whole protocol to be solvent, so we can actually like really push the protocol to the limit and and and, and really create adverse scenarios and uh, and see like where they happen and uh, and and then obviously think about how you mitigate them. All right. Um, so I, I want to hear from like uh, any one of you guys. Um, what, what do you think? Um, like, what are the, what do you think will happen at OVIX, um, in, like, by the end of the year, and also, uh, by the end of five years? Like, I just want to see, like, what, what are the short-term as well as the long-term, uh, game plans for OVIX? Okay, I'll go first here. Uh, or do you want to go first, Larry? No, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you asked, you're asking like a really tough question, uh, Jared. Um, but I'm gonna go with um, what I what I want to see is obviously like uh like the full safe deployment of our protocol. 
of the OVIX protocol. Um, I'm really, really excited about uh, creating uh, um, investment strategies on the on the GoGo side that leverage uh, OVIX, uh, which we think are gonna be super bullish because um, like it's like 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 a money market basically is what you need to create leverage and 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 users want to access like high yielding strategies and like high yielding strategies require like at least some some like like some some sprinkle of leverage in there so it's like it's really a match made in heaven uh gogo and ovix and so we want i i want like i'm really excited about seeing seeing the deployment of strategies that like leverage both protocols and by the way quote you know the parentheses boosting the tvl on both protocols simultaneously that's that's mm-hmm. the level of synergy that i'm talking about um then uh for, for the five-year question I want to see us survive the survive a potential bear market, right? Like it's like anybody who's been in crypto long enough knows that like the biggest the biggest uh, uh, generator of trust in the ecosystem is is did, did you survive a bear market? Did you were you building during a bear market and did you make it out alive? Because if you do, then you know like that's like you're you, you're you're ready, you're set. Like it's like you you have you built the tank, you know. And we're 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 in the business of building crypto tanks, you know. Nicely put. Yeah, that's very well, uh, very well put. Uh, from my perspective, so what was the time from the end of this year and then five years from now? Um, so I think, yeah, uh, and the end of this year from a protocol perspective, I think I would really want us to 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 have a, a pretty successful launch um, and also kind of like build that community aspect because I think the community aspect uh, of it is what's going to make or break this in the short term. So um, yeah, have a pre- pretty good governance forum that's driven by quantitative, uh, metrics as uh, as Daniel has mentioned, um, and then from there we can build on and hopefully by uh, the end of the year we could be somewhere in the top uh, top top two um, uh, money markets on Polygon. That that would be my 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 main goal, I think. And then in terms of the five-year goal, um, alongside the the bear market considerations that, that Daniel has already mentioned, uh, I'm actually pretty excited about um, this thing called Polygon Edge. Um, and, and kind of like hopefully using that to tap into some more of the uh, uh, kind of like the traditional money market out there as well. Um, so hopefully yes, really- if we can integrate with that, that'd be, that'd be really neat. Yeah, yeah. I want to add something to Larry's last point, which I think is probably the most important one of all the points just to, to set up, up up until now. Uh, like I, I'm a strong I'm a strong believer in uh, uh, in having DeFi tap back into meat space. Uh, like mm. right now, it's like like uh, the the meat space to 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 the to the crypto economy bridge is really just like like bring capital to buy on the crypto economy or sell and move capital out. I want to see um, uh, like capital actually financing meat space operations and not just finance not, not just like a, a financial speculation in like across traditional finance. I'm talking about actual like I want to see consortiums. In my dreams, I would love to see consortiums of da- consortiums of DAOs with their own protocol, own liquidity, coming together to like, you know, offer like a uh, offer financing on some in, like on, on some like big industrial development, for example. You know, like the example that I used, that, that I like to tell everybody is, um, 
you know, right now, post COVID, we're, we're in this process of deglobalization driven by COVID, by, by supply chain, uh, um, uh, supply chain problems, but also like the geopolitical issues that we're currently navigating. And, you know, um, like uh, there's this big interest, like move like chip fabrication back to the West, back to Europe, back to the United States. And like Samsung signed not too long ago, like a couple months ago, like, um, um, like a deal to build a nanofab facility in Texas. I think it's like a, it's like a, if I remember correctly, it's something like a seven-year deal that required $14 billion worth of financing. Um, I think we can get to a point where like DeFi can can finance that kind of that level of operation. And that would be really, really cool because it uh, um, then you're generating yield in meat space and you're bringing the yield from meat space onto DeFi also. And because effectively, you can think of meat space as a blockchain on its own. Right. And uh, and, you know, you, you want to generate value on your blockchain. That's how you bring users on the blockchain and you increase value on the blockchain on your blockchain through network effects. But you also want to bring uh, um, like reserve assets onto your blockchain, whether it is whether it's by, you know, like think of oper operations such as like uh, diversifying the assets in, 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 in a DAO's in a DAO's um, uh, in, a, in a DAO's. A treasury fund uh, with assets that that come from outside the uh, the, the blockchain ecosystem uh, to like you know like I don't know importing energy in the case of uh, proof of work pains uh, which is it's 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 importing something out of meat space uh, to I, I think like importing yields um, out of meat space through financing operations I think is something that is completely in the realm of possibility for DeFi and I would love to see that but this is more like a ten-year plan I guess. Yeah, it sounds like a very very exciting and very very possible thing in the future of crypto and and i really really hope that you know ovix gets to become something uh in that space i think um we'll move on to this final question that i have and uh it's it's the the question at the back of the head of every person that's attending this session like okay so i'm sure everybody has a feeling of like okay why um the team at Vesk is so bullish about Ovix by now. And, and so we, we want to have some clarity. Like, you know, what is this relationship that we're getting into? Um, like, how does this benefit Ovix? And how does this benefit um, us at Vesk? So I don't know, like, how much you guys can uh, reveal. So please, please drop us some alfalfa. Please, sirs. We need to feed our children. Alfalfa, like uh, like the vegetables. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, like I'm really happy to have Vescon as a partnership uh, because um, I think it's really important for any DAO to to kind of um, uh, import all sorts of like technical experience pertaining to uh, to experience gained in 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 like Olympus da Olympus fork. Style, uh, protocols, just like the idea of like managing protocol, uh, 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 protocol owned liquidity, and uh, and deploying it, and and using that uh, using that liquidity, and 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 so this is this is from our end. What I'm really excited about is like bringing in like bringing in like access to that to, to that know how. Uh, I think is really, it matters a lot to me because I am a, I'm a huge proponent of protocol owned liquidity. Like it's like 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 it's, it's I'm really 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 for it. Mm -hmm. um, now on on Vesk on Vesk's end. Um, I mean, I hope, I mean, I, I hope to be able to like, 
to to create not just for Besk, but like I hope to be able to like we we hope to be to be able to create opportunities for for protocols that have liquidity to like maximize the yield that they can get through that liquidity and just like deploy it because it's like effectively effectively like uh, uh, any product any DAO that has that has its own liquidity is effectively like a like a micro crypto hedge fund in a way right it's like it's 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 it, and and that liquidity can 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 be directed and piloted in in productive ways especially if it merges together with liquidity from other protocols. And so I think that like as the as uh, within our framework of becoming like the main money market on on Polygon, that's what we're striving for. That's what that's where our, what our objective is. You know, if we like like it achieve part of achieving that objective is creating a space for DAO liquidity to like to like operate operate fully and and you know kind of explore its its, its potentials. Yeah, very cool to hear from um, the OVIX perspective. Saeed, is there anything you want to share from uh, our perspective? Hello? <laughs> Sometimes I wonder if... <laughs> Wi-Fi is messing with us. No, I think we lost him. I think he's just... He's, he's back. Hey, Saeed. Hello? So sometimes the Wi-Fi can get more nervous than we do. All right. All those alpha waves. All those alpha waves are just messing with the reception. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, why, why don't we get started with uh, some questions uh, while we sort out the technical situation. Hey, it's working now. All this time I was speaking and I thought everyone's, why is everyone ignoring me? You couldn't hear me. Okay, no worries. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally excited. I, I heard everything. And I'm totally excited about this partnership. Um, I think we can both synergize together and bring a wealth amount of knowledge and expertise within this space as well as well as the the revenue that's going to be generated as well so the money is one side of the aspect of the project as well and you've got the knowledge and the expertise to build it further bolster it even further as well into the into the five-year plan ten-year plan as well so it's a very exciting time. Um, I love the project. I love the people behind the project as well. So it, it only makes sense for us to be a part of this project. Um, there is other alphas that I can't release just yet. I'm sure it'll come into fruitation very soon. Um, but other than that, I'm, I'm very excited. And you, you've got to watch out for these guys. These guys are hot people. And they will be out the best as well. So, yeah, let's just get it done. And let's get started. All right, can you uh can you give us a little bit more alpha, sir? Like uh from 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 one to ten, like how 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 excited are you with what we're gonna build together with Ovix? Oh yes, yeah, that's an eleven. There's no tens here. There's only elevens. All right. I wish I wish that you could share more. <laughs> Don't worry. More will come. More will come for sure. Okay, so let's uh, let's take some questions, um, guys. Uh, please.
please help uh, go through the the ch questions channel and pick out some of your favorite questions. Meanwhile, I'll allow um, people to raise their hand and come on stage to ask the questions verbally. So I think we have one person asking to speak. Uh, Zippy, come up onto the stage, Zippy. Hey. Hi, everyone. Hey. Hi everyone, doing? can you hear me? Yes, we yeah, can great. hear you. Uh, so, my question is, um, I've been super bullish on Ovix since I discovered like GoGo and I'm really excited to find out like, yeah, you know, they're building this, uh, this new thing. My question was, when I looked at the advisors that you've got for the project, these are like some of the heaviest people in the whole industry. How did you pull that off? Oh, um we should we should we should we, we we would need gary on the call for that one uh <laughs> gary gary is a bit of a wizard um like it's like you'd have to you'd have to see meet the guy in person to to to, to get to kind of to appreciate the energy that i that i'm going to try conveying words uh but um the man is really good at at conveying a vision and uh and he's a he's an he's like a go getter. He's a total entrepreneur. Um, I mean, his his track record kind of kind of speaks for him. And like you know, when he wants to get something done, like he will pull all the stops to get the people that he needs to get the, to build the thing that he wants to build. And he won't compromise on 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 less. That's so good to hear. You guys are really driven team. Thanks. Yeah, thank you for coming onto the stage and asking your questions, Zippy. Uh, anybody else want to come up onto the stage? Have you guys picked the question that you liked yet? Not yet. There's one question that I keep seeing, uh, especially like at the top of the channel, <clears throat> is uh, like, you guys can choose not to answer this one if if it's not the right timing. Um, are you going to take any of Vest's tokens onto your platform as an asset? I mean, that's not really up to us to decide. But I mean, we welcome we welcome. Uh, uh, you mean like you mean like what, 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 what are you talking about like the Vest tokens or like the um, like Treasury tokens that Vest holds? Uh, I think both. We can answer both of those. Um, so yes and yes. All right, that's some major drops happening right there. Just one word said twice. Those are more of a question directed towards. <laughs> <laughs> just just change just change your uh your name to SV parentheses yes comma yes parentheses. <laughs> the yes man. The yes. yes. <laughs> Hey guys, please raise your hand and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll have you on to ask your question verbally. Uh, meanwhile, I'll try to do both, like monitor the, the audience and also get into the channel for questions. Um, I think Mike Fast has an interesting question. Like, um, what, what strategies does OVIX have for legal and compliance? Uh, for example, FATF, uh, regulations, uh, and uh, 
upcoming EU MICA regulations. Do you guys have any, any thought about that? Yeah, I saw that question. I thought it was super interesting. Uh, yeah. it's, a, it's a very, very loaded uh, question, I think. Uh, but yeah, from, from our perspective, we, we're, we're monitoring this very closely. Um, yeah, personally, I think it'd be good if we, if we can make some, some inroads into the CBDC market. Um, and, and maybe we'll see something towards the end of the year. But yeah, we're certainly monitoring it very, very, very closely. Yeah, especially if you guys want to be a bridge, right? Right, exactly. So, like, we want to we want to keep we want to keep we certainly want to keep the, uh, all options open, especially in, in terms of like like with with the idea in mind of like one day, like having DeFi reintegrate back into MeetSpace. Like, you got to you got to keep regulatory bridges open instead of instead of uh, going the cypherpunk route and burning it all down. Uh, so, yeah, we're definitely keeping close tabs on things. Sorry guys, I'm I'm quiet because I'm reading the channel. Um, I yeah, maybe maybe we can also address the elephant in the room, and then there's a few questions about Luna USD. Maybe we can say our thoughts on that as well. Um, yeah, go for it. I, I guess yeah. From 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 a borrowing and lending perspective, I, I guess the key takeaway in here is um, you, you have to always protect your protocol integrity, right? And 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 you need to. Um, there's, there's multiple vectors of attack here, right? You need to be able to sustain um, the collateral levels to, to something that's always healthy for the protocols. I think we also need to be able to, um, to, to have a very, very powerful liquidation uh, engine in place. Uh, and so, again, going back to some of the things that we said earlier, we, we can have some extensive market research framework that we base all our protocol parameters on. Um, and, 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 you know, simulations such as what's happened with USD uh, will be part of that uh, market research framework. And also, the liquidation side of things is kind of like an error rate funding. Uh, in there, and we've got quite a few um, things planned ahead of that, that perhaps we'll be able to uh, make public uh, sometime in the not so far future. We have Sunsafe with us on the stage. Sunsafe? Hello. Um, I was, this is more of a, a question about a future possibility of, um, for users having a selectable risk tolerance. So you could put your leveraging at a very safe level, <laughs> an intermediate or a, or a higher risk, depending on your um experience i suppose in dealing in DeFi markets for new users to be able to feel safe lending as i, I know myself it's a pretty daunting task the first time you think about am i going to borrow assets against my assets and <laughs> what are the repercussions of liquidation um so yeah, so like I think we we have answered this already before. So on one hand, there's like the standard approach, which is basically like when you borrow against your assets, you have a health factor that uh, 
effectively uh, is a measure of the amount of um, of how close you are to liquidation. That's really what it is. It's really like a measure of how close you are to liquidation, uh, which may or may not mean that you're that you're in a risky position, right? Because if I you know, like it's like if 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 there's like a, a like really good liquidity mining opportunity on a lending market uh, that pays on both the borrow and the lending side, then I could be incentivized to uh, like deposit some asset, I don't know, USDC for example, and borrow against my USDC more USDC than in deposit and then borrow again. We call this a looping strategy or a folding strategy, depending who you speak to. And you could literally do this, load up your leverage up until liquidation level, like basically just below just below your liquidation level, and your help factor would be horrible, but you would be basically unliquidatable uh, because, or like very, very hard to liquidate because basically like how, like whatever price, whatever happens to your uh, collateral assets happens identically to your borrowed assets. So the, your help factor remains basically constant. It really, it only drifts a little bit due to how much you're paying uh, in interest on the borrow side. Um, so the help, that's why the, that's why I was trying to say before that the health factor on its own isn't like, isn't like a, a good, like a, a, it's a good, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fine metric to have, but it isn't an end all be all. It doesn't really quantify the risk of your portfolio. The risk of your portfolio is really a function of, of the two assets that you're borrowing and the, like the kind of like the historical, the, the, the expected, uh, the expected volatility, cross volatility between them. That can be expected and this is you know like it's like you can't like it's it's you can't just like a pr predict it like in, in a simple way because obviously you don't know what the future of, of the of the price trajectories for the two assets is going to be but what you can do is is is, is back test it on historical data and it basically establish like a probability of being liquidated given given the assets that you have and in this sense this is what i was trying to say before you can you can build like a you can offer users uh like a risk dashboard that tells them this so it's like it's like given like the portfolio that you've constructed which could be something complicated like i don't know like i'm 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 lending usdc wrapped bitcoin and matic and i'm borrowing dai and wrapped eth for whatever reason you know in like really different quantities you know, like it's it's like like I could like you you can construct a, a like a probability of being liquidated for those assets, and also which assets are most likely going to be liquidated first, uh, which is which could also be interesting to a user. And these are all metrics that are don't, don't currently don't really exist on on lending markets, and I, I think it's really important for users to have access to them. And you know, it's it's like it's my job to like build the tools necessary to to like get these products to market for users to use. And I think this is what keeps them on our, on our platform because ultimately, if you think about it, like like a, a lending market isn't really that different from for, from a DEX. I mean, putting aside like the, mm. the swap functionality, which in principle can also be replicated on a lending market. If you have enough liquidity, you can have you can have like O token pools, a liquidity pools, um, and and so you effectively have the the, the swapping functionality. Of, of O tokens on your lending market. And on top of that, you can create leverage at will and fine tune the leverage and in like in a, in a, in a, in a very like a, like a uh, like detailed way. And so in this sense, like offering users the, the risk metrics necessary to like use these tools, I think is paramount to being competitive, not just as like a, as a money market, but as a quote unquote DEX, if you will. Thank you so much for your question, Sunsafe. Uh, Larry, did you want to respond? 
Yeah, I was, I was just going to quickly add on to that as well. Um, and, and I think for, for what you just said around risk profile-based invest, investing, um, I think we've also seen um, GoGo as part of this picture as well. So we kind of like want to simplify the, the entire user experience in there um, up to a point where you kind of like get something more traditional, um, like to traditional um, offerings in there around, you know, just buckets of low, medium, high, high investing as well. And that would really kind of help with um, Gogo's mission, which is bringing people that are not quite so used to the DeFi space into DeFi. Hello, hey, Wizard. Guys. Okay, guys, can you guys hear me? Yep. Okay, I'm sorry, although I left a bit, but um, I've been enjoying the space, you know, and I'm really excited with everything you guys are doing especially um, with Google, with Obix, and now with Rex. And I think the most important thing here is um, what Obix has done, Obix has done in you know, simplifying the user experience for us and uh, uh, making their protocol, the go-to protocol for you know, new users. And uh, uh, another thing that I'm actually impressed is the brand identity, you know, the zero vector, um, you know, zero vector attack of uh of zero big spot what what uh, my question is um you know in terms of listing an asset i do know that you know this asset has to go through some you know some you know mechanics or some auditing some vetting processes before it you know is um listed so can you give us an insight on you know the processes it you know it goes through in order to maintain the uh, zero vector uh, attacks Um, yeah, so um, so I think the the way we want to go about those, and, and again, this is happening to 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 a large extent currently in house, but it's probably going to be um, outsourced to to the governance community. Uh, but really, we need to have some. Well, we kind of have had that um, already. Uh, we have a very secure sort of market research framework that this new token needs to pass through. Uh, right, and there's a bunch of simulations that that Daniela can can give more details about, and those simulations uh, will not only give us whether it's safe or not to to onboard a new asset, uh, but also what are the optimal parameters for that asset to operate operate under. So that's in terms of the collateral factor, liquidation incentive, and and and, and so forth. Um, uh, and yeah, yeah. Oh. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, you know, but on top of this, it's like, you know, but like, but like I said, like to do these simulations, we basically have to m like model um, uh, price behavior of the various assets. And uh, that's really the crux of, uh, of, of performing these kind of simulations. And, um, you know, like w the, the, the way you construct these price dynamics is by first gathering statistical knowledge from the past history of price dynamics. And then, you know, in principle, you can generate you know, price behavior of any of any volatility you will uh, you wish if you want to, uh, but um, it, you know, like that's that, that's really the crux of it, and it's not always possible, especially with brand new assets like it's like they have no history. Like for example, like you know, like uh, if if I wanted to uh, uh, to offer like a, a super new synthetic asset that's been on the market for for the past like month, like how do I qualify its 
its price behavior to like simulate uh, the, 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 the behavior of, of, of the health of, of the OVIX protocol, given that asset added to the, to the collateral pool, for example, you know, even if it's not a brand new, uh, a brand new asset, I mean, like, well, you know, like everybody's been, has, has seen it in the last couple of days with UST, UST is supposedly a stable coin, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, if, had you given me, have you told me like list UST on your, your gun to the head, list UST on OVIX, uh, like, like a month ago, I would have said, I would have said, okay, well, gun to the head, like it's a stable coin. I look at like all the various, like I look at statistically at how much it's depegged in the past, uh, you know, and like I quantify like the, 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 the amount of potential depegging. And then, and then like I simulate the, the behavior, like a, a, an expected behavior for the, for the depegging risk of UST, but the, and then what, and then what happened? And then like a month later, you know, we have UST at 40 cents on the dollar and like, where was that in the model of uh, extracted out of past price data? So it's, 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 it's tricky. It's tricky. And it's, it's, it has to be done very, very carefully. And, um, and, and judiciously. Okay, so, um, so, so basically, you know, the price history, you know, affects um, the listing of, you know, new um, assets on the uh, OVIX protocol, right? Sorry, sorry, could you repeat that? So, so basically, what you're saying is that the price history, you know, of a specific asset, you know, affects uh, whether it should be listed or whether it should not, right? Uh, the price history and the the correlations with other assets on the platform, yes. Because 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 the because the the, the price history on its uh, on its own for an individual asset uh, isn't can't can't really be decoupled, um, uh, especially on short time frames. It can't really be decoupled from other assets because as a as a, as a crypto the crypto economy moves in a relatively correlated way. There are moments of decorrelation among assets for sure, but like there are correlations there, and those need to be managed also. Okay, okay, okay. Thanks so much. Uh, you know, I wish you guys are the best. And you guys have the best community, too. Thank you, Wizard. Thank you. Hey, DeFi yeah. Rookie. Hey, hey, hey. Um, thank you for having me. Uh, sorry it was a little bit late, but uh, very interesting to um, to listen to you guys. Um, actually, I'm quite familiar with Ovix and uh, Gogo. I'm really like an early investor, so my question goes probably out to you guys to ask you. Um, how do you see? Because sorry, I was a little late. How do you see that? I mean, do you really expect like Ovix wars to start, and where do you see yourself? Because I think uh, you're doing quite well, but uh, you're not. I mean, you probably will not win in like uh, to say. Um, a bribe for very long or maybe you cannot uphold it so maybe there are other protocols bigger protocols that will come in later and maybe like try to uh let's say like swing things in their direction right how do you deal with that and uh what do you plan with to do with your like all its token at first you'll be one of the biggest for sure but what about later any plans for that and how do you see this all playing out from your perspective as in like as a very like as a DAO, as an investing yeah. DAO. Of course, yeah. Um, I think I can answer that question pretty easily, to be honest with you. Um, the way that we are moving into as well is to help accommodate all of these new partnerships that we're bringing in um, and that we're partnering with. So we do have a treasury that we'll put into use um, with OVIX and generate yield upon us this as well, as well as our own stable coin that we are bringing out with VUSD. Um, so it 
only makes sense for us to go directly to OVIX as a lending platform and utilize the VUSD as, as an asset as well. So there's two parts that how we can utilize. I know the bribing part, it sounds a bit, uh, it's, a, it's more of a, another utility within the utility itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Covenant as well coming out, through um with us as well through v labs uh, we want to make sure that we use all aspects of the products that in, it's like an ecosystem within an ecosystem um to help utilize and help us maintain on what we're trying to do as well so the vusd side is the stable coin side and it's um 95 collateralized so it's less riskier than the likes of ust and fra- uh, frax and so on because it is it is collateralized uh, and backed rather than collateralized i'll say it's backed um 95 so five percent is, is is the risk factor there uh, and going forward we, we want to utilize covenant protocol to start bringing um bribes and so on into obix as well uh, and, and any other places so we want to help uh, accumulate as much as possible in terms of that and offer as much incentives to our users and so on. Um, so to answer your question, uh, I think we will be fine in maintaining um, our position uh, and going forward, we'll be happy to use OVIX as well. This is what the partnership's for. Um, so happy to, to be using the OVIX platform to help maintain that. Sure, but again, you didn't say that you're not, uh, or that uh, I say you will not use the OVIX rewards for, right? I mean, you will get a lot of power because of the OVIX rewards, and uh, uh, when you lock them, you will get the the votes. So, yeah. and uh, initially, you will have a lot of voting power because mm-hmm. uh, when the protocols the small when you come in now, for example, you'll be like king, right? I mean, you would have later a, a lot of voting power. What about later? Will you plan to cooperate with others, or will you also? You know what I mean? I mean, because in the long term, like if the roadmap, uh, um, yeah, if it if OVIX is really successful, then in one year, this will look all very different. And I mean, the platform will be huge and you'll be probably bigger, but not one of the biggest, definitely not one. You see what I'm what I'm what I'm going with there? Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll be constantly accumulating uh the OVIX token to help maintain that position as well. So initially, obviously, like you said, we will be big within the um, voting stages, but we want to maintain the continuity of that by accumulating more OVIX tokens. And I've joined other forces that are accumulating OVIX tokens so that we can help our own narrative as well as theirs as well. So this is all very... um, this is all very relative to that time point, to be honest. Um, so going forward, you are right. We'll have a lot of power, but we'll have to maintain that by accumulating more. Okay, thank you. Glad to hear that. No problem. Thanks, DeFi Rookie, for your question. Um, I think I'll have a, a, a last call. Like, you guys have any questions? Um, big ones, small ones, it doesn't really matter. Just raise your hand and uh, I'll invite you onto the stage. And uh, while that's happening, I just want to ask uh, Remy, Larry, and uh, Pesto. Um, is there anything that we've missed in this one hour session that you'd like to 
that you'd like to cover? No, I think it's been quite uh, quite an enjoyable chat and uh, quite a lengthy session. So, it's, uh, yeah, nothing from from my side really. It's been very yeah very enjoyable. Yeah, on my side also. This was a really really uh, fun space to be in. Uh, lovely audience. Um, great questions, and um, I don't know. I hope I hope we I hope we uh, we got. Uh, uh, our points across and like you know what, what like what what matters to us and what what what's what's important for us in terms of developing developing a safe product for users to use hey max uh you have a question yes i want uh, ask a question but a simple question uh not related with the investment here i just wondering about the name of OVIX, why this letter is using zero, not O, and what is the reason you named uh, OVIX? This is all of my question. Thanks. So it's 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 a play it's a play on words in traditional finance. Uh, VIX is is the symbol for the volatility means volatility index, uh, mm -hmm. and zero, so zero VIX is supposed to represent in short like zero volatility. As in, like an ideal that we strive for in terms of, uh, in terms of offering people like, uh, like quantified safety uh, for for their for their investments on the platform. But also, it's but 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 as as with all things that like get used, you know, like they they like the meanings evolve over time, even internally. Like 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 you know, we especially the, any chads that are on the audience, like they they've known that we've discussed. Uh, multiple interpretations of the of of the name. Uh, one that I I'm personally really fond of is the fact that like we want to be like the the zero flare of the of 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 money markets on uh, on Polygon, right? Like it's like we want to be like the fundamental money market that like all other platforms kind of tie back into and build build on top of build their their yield generation and investment strategies on top of. Uh, so that's that's another meaning that you can they they that you can take. Uh, take for yourself, uh, but then there's also more literal meaning uh, with volatility. Also, um, basically, our the the interest rate uh, uh, curve that we're that we're gonna we're gonna be pioneering, uh, actually very likely on launch day when we launched when we launched the token, um, is trying to avoid the use like the the like a the the like the nonlinearities present in like the typical jump rate model curves. I don't know if you're if you're if, if anybody here is well versed in this, but basically when you borrow. Uh, you're, you're, you're algorithmically defined uh, an interest rate that you're paying lenders for borrowing whatever, whatever you, whatever you borrow, right? And this interest rate is effectively a function of how much of that asset that you're borrowing is being borrowed by people on the platform versus uh, relative to uh, how much of that asset is available to be borrowed on the platform. This is called the utilization rate, by the way. Uh, and so borrow rates are a function of the utilization rate. And this function is a function. It's got. A, it's a curve, right? Uh, on lending markets, this is typically a, a model with a thing called a jump rate model, which is which is uh, um, it, it basically like 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 two lines that kink at uh, that with different slopes that that meet at uh, uh, at at a, at, a, at, a, at a utilization rate, which is what you want to incentivize the quote unquote optimal utilization rate. Uh, but this kink, the fact of just having two lines meeting, this really rough kink actually creates a lot of volatility in the borrowing interest rates. Uh, that that people pay if the utilization fluctuates across 
like the, uh, above and below uh, the the optimal utilization. And smoothing out that kink is one of the things that we want to pioneer on our, on our protocol. And uh, uh, that will low, will significantly lower based on our simulation. What we've seen in simulations, it will significantly lower the volatility of the borrowing rate. It's not so. It's not just the, it's not the volatility of assets. Obviously, we we don't control the price of assets, but we can control like the we, like that's one thing that can control the volatility of the borrowing interest rates, which is something that I think is super important for for the safety of uh, and the and the and and the peace of mind of borrowers on a on a lending market. Well, we went into a technical analysis wormhole there. Yeah, sorry about that. But you asked, it, but but like you know, like it's if you want to like it's sometimes the easy questions actually had a lot of a uh, a lot of a uh, a a lot of depth behind them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thanks, Best Papa. Hey, you're welcome. Thanks, Max One. Hey, Armile. Hi. Sorry for the background noise, but I'm at school. Uh, my question is, are, is OBIX planning on implementing some sort of credit score? Like in the US, they have this kind of credit score that the better score you have, the more you can borrow or something like that. Uh, so we're, we're aware of it, but no, it's not on, uh, it's not on, on our, on our, uh, on our roadmap anytime soon, but we're definitely following the developments because they're super interesting to us. And, um, uh, internally we have, um, uh, we, we, we have like, once a week, we organize these like uh, market outlook, uh, talks they're typically the last, the last meeting that we have in turn, the, the last team meeting that the team does uh, on Friday afternoons, um, which we're hoping, uh, in the future to turn into into full out newsletters uh, for 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 the ecosystem, um, and you know, like we follow a lot of a lot of uh, both macro and micro uh, news uh, and regulatory news also, and th this is something that uh, is uh, very much on our on our plate. Okay, thanks. Thank you so much, Armile. Thank you so much, Remy, Larry, and Pesto, for sharing about Ovix uh, with uh, everyone. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Um, as I said, it was super enjoyable, and I'm excited about uh, the future. Yeah, me too. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you for joining us, guys. And I'm sure we'll be in touch, keep in touch anyway. Um, uh, and yeah, let's just push this space out. It's very excitable for everyone in in the ecosystem, to be honest, uh, and, and us especially.